This song just simply says, He got up for me. It's just a country way of saying, He got up for me. He died for me, but He got up for me too. There was a man who died one day. Jesus the Savior was His name. He suffered such agony and pain, the world to set free. Then they placed him in a tomb. Satan thought he'd sealed his doom. But the grave could not claim a victory. He got up for me. He got up for me. Just like he said to set my soul free The sting of death he took away When he arose on that third day Forever in heaven with him I'll stay Cause he got up for me Mary came unto place to see the tomb where he was laid but there she found the stone rolled away and he was not there then a voice behind her came it was the savior who had been slain the victory was won oh praise his dear name he got up No one can fully understand The love my Lord has for fallen man How he can save a soul from sin By trusting his name A mansion for those he's gone to prepare In that city beyond compare where we will spend eternity Cause he got up for me He got up for me He got up for me He arose from the dead Just like he said To set my soul free the sting of death he took away When he arose on that third day Forever in heaven with him I'll stay Cause he got up for me There you go. Many years when we went to camp, uh, we would all gather around the flagpole and every morning we would say, I'm alive, alert, awake, enthusiastic. Just like that. So this morning we're going to try that, all right? So on the count of three, you're going to say, I'm alive, alert, awake, enthusiastic. One, two, three. I'm alive, alert, awake, enthusiastic. You clapped premature. You'll do it again. Instructions, I'm alive, alert, awake, enthusiastic. Got it? 
All right, let's try one, two, three. I'm alive, alert, awake, enthusiastic. Excellent. Great job. Now, just before I preach, Tracy, you come ahead and we'll sing a song. <laughs> I'm kidding. Not going to happen. Not going to happen. All right. Well, now that we're all alive, alert, awake, enthusiastic, take your Bibles and turn with me to Luke chapter 23. Luke chapter 23. What a privilege it is this morning just to be able to open up our Bible and just read about what Jesus truly has done for us. And so thank you for that song. That's perfect. It just ties right in with the message this morning. I would ask this morning when you pray just to remember Gene Gallahan in your prayers as well. So uh, he's not doing well, and we just want to certainly lift him up in our prayers and the Gallahan family. So let's certainly remember him in our prayers when we pray this morning. Well, if you turn to Luke chapter 23, I want to begin reading in verse 44 where it says this. And it was about the sixth hour, and there was a darkness over all the earth until the ninth hour. And the sun was darkened, and the veil of the temple was rent in the midst. And when Jesus has cried with a loud voice, he said, Father, into thy hands I commend my spirit. And having said thus, he gave up the ghost. Now when the centurion saw what was done, he glorified God, saying, Certainly this was a righteous man. And all the people that came together to that sight, beholding the things which were done, smote their breast and returned. And all his acquaintances and the women that followed him from Galilee stood afar off, beholding these things. And behold, there was a man named Joseph, a counselor, and he was a good man and a just. And the same had not contested to the council and deed of them. He was of Arimathena, a city of the Jews, who also himself waited for the kingdom of God. This man went to Pilate and begged the body of Jesus. And he took it down, he wrapped it in the linen, and he laid it in the sepulcher that was hewn in stone, wherein never man before was laid. And that day was the preparation, and the Sabbath drew on. And the women also which came with him from Galilee followed after, and behold the sepulcher, and how his body was laid. And they returned and prepared spices and ointments, and rested the Sabbath day according to the commandment. Now as we begin to read that and we get an account of those things that occurred, we see that the earth went dark between the sixth hour and the ninth hour. No doubt a somber day, one that was filled with sadness for those that gathered and even expressed in the scripture that we just read. It said, and all the people that came together to that site, beholding these things which were done, smote their breasts and they returned. And all his acquaintances and the women that followed him from Galilee stood afar off, beholding these things. Can you imagine what's running through their mind? The things they're thinking and feeling as they see Jesus there crucified on the cross. But praise the Lord, that's not where it ends. And praise the Lord this morning during this sunrise service, that's exactly what we're celebrating. The fact that on the third day, everything changed. On the third day, everything changed. 
If we were to begin to look at the accounts and the harmony of the Gospels, we see in John chapter 20, uh, it says, In the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early, when it was yet dark, unto the sepulcher, and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. In Luke chapter 24, it says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came into the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. In Mark chapter 16, it says this, And very early in the morning, that first day of the week, they came into the sepulcher at the rising of the sun and they said among themselves who shall roll away this stone from the door of the sepulcher in Matthew chapter 28 it says this in the end of the Sabbath and as it began to dawn towards the first day of the week came Mary Magdalene and the other Mary to see the sepulcher and as we see that dawn that description of dawn that just basically means the appearance of that first light before the sun rises. In verse 2 of Matthew chapter 28, it says, And behold, there was a great earthquake, for the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and set up on it. So as we gather this morning, we are celebrating the sunrise, that third day that changed everything. And as we think about that third day that changed everything, I want to remind you this morning that it doesn't matter how dark things may seem, there always will be a new day. A new day that God promises and with that new day and in that new day, he promises that we can have hope, that we can have power, and that we can have the blessing and the assurance of knowing that God is faithful. He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. And as we consider just the scene this morning, no doubt Mary Magdalene, Joanna, uh, the mother of Jesus, Mary, the mother of Jesus, the other women, they were filled with despair. And as they go towards the tomb, the sunlight does this first. The sunlight reveals the truth. The sunlight reveals the truth. If we were to continue to read, now turn with me to Luke chapter 24. If we look there in Luke chapter 24, again picking up in verse 1, it says, Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came into the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared, and certain others with them. So this morning as we think about just what the sun reveals, the first thing the sun reveals is the sun reveals the truth. Now think about it just from our own perspective in our home. If we have sunlight, and you ladies can identify with this, you'll go, you'll dust your house, you'll do all those things, but yet when that sunlight comes through the window, what does it show on your furniture? Dust. And you think, doggone it, I thought I dusted that. But that sunlight reveals the truth that it's still dusty. Guys, we can identify. You get out there and you wash your car and you get it all clean. And you think, man, that looks good. I've washed it off. I've shamed it off. Everything looks good. And then that sunlight hits the hood of that car. And what do you see? You see all those little water spots on there. And you think, doggone it. What's going on there? So we recognize that the sun reveals the truth just as it did this morning of the third day. You see, as they gather around there, and we continue to read there in Luke chapter 24, verse 2, it says this, And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher, and they entered in, and they found not the body of the Lord Jesus. And it came to pass, as they were much perplexed thereabout, behold, two men stood by them in shining garments. And as they were afraid, they bowed down their faces to the earth, and they said, to them, why seek ye the living among the dead? He is not here, but is risen. Look at what that sunlight did. The sunlight revealed the truth that why seek ye the living or the living among the dead? He is not here, for he is risen. Amen. 
goes on to say, remember how he spake unto you that when he was yet in Galilee, saying the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful man and be crucified and the third day rise again. And if we were to take the scriptures and turn back to Matthew chapter 17, verses 22 and 23, we'll see that. It says there, And while he abode in Galilee, Jesus said unto them, The Son of Man shall be betrayed into the hands of men, and they shall kill him, and the third day he shall be raised again. And they were exceedingly sorry. Now as we look on in verse 8 of Luke chapter 24, it says, And they remembered his words. The Son revealed the promise of Jesus that I will rise again. What God says he'll do, he'll always do. Always do. But not only that, but the sunrise represents the resurrection. The sunrise represents the resurrection. As Jesus gathers there for that last supper and he's there at the Passover, he speaks and he says this, saying, the son of man must be delivered in the hands of sinful man and be crucified and the third day rise again. Do you know this morning, all across the United States, all across the world, there are people that are celebrating. And they're celebrating the fact that Jesus rose again. But the reason that our religion is different than any other religion is the fact that we serve a living God. We serve a living God. As we consider this sunrise service this morning, as we consider the opportunity we have, we can rest assured in knowing that Jesus was resurrected. And in the resurrection of Jesus Christ is the power of our salvation. You see, if he had not been raised again, then our faith is in vain and we are still in our sin. That's exactly what Paul expressed to the church at Corinth. As he's writing to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians chapter 15, he says this. He says, Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain. He goes on to say, For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried, and that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. In that, we have the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as Paul expresses this to the church of Corinth, that's exactly what we have the privilege and the opportunity to do today. We have the opportunity to go out and say, Jesus Christ died for me. Jesus Christ died, he was buried, but he rose again. And in that, that is where I find my salvation. That is where I find the hope and the promise that comes in my belief in the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 10 of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, it goes to say this, But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain, but I labored more abundantly than they all, yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. Therefore, whether I, it were I or they, so we preached and so you believed. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then is Christ not risen? And if Christ be not risen, then is our preaching vain? And your faith is vain also. Ye and we are found false witnesses of God because we have testified of God that he raised up Christ, whom he raised not up. If so, be that the dead rise not. 
For if the dead rise not, then not is not Christ raised? And if Christ be not raised, for your faith is in vain, yet ye are in your sins. You see, the reason we're here this morning, the reason we can celebrate is because Jesus Christ is alive. Jesus Christ rose on that third day just as he said he would. So as we see this sunrise service, as we celebrate the sun, we know that the sun reveals truth. The truth is that why seek ye the dead among the living? He is not here, for he is risen. As we celebrate the sunrise this morning, we can see that that represents the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And without him risen from the dead, we would, our faith would be in vain. And we would still be dead in our sins. Yet in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24, we're reminded of this. Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree... That we being dead to sin should live under righteousness by whose stripes ye were healed. Think about that just a minute. A sinless, perfect Jesus willing to die on the cross for you so that we could have an eternity in heaven with him. Man, that's something to celebrate this morning. That's something to get up early for this morning and say, I'm alive, alert, awake, and enthusiastic about what Jesus has done for me. Think about that. Yet how many days do we allow to pass by and we don't truly comprehend or even remind ourselves of what a great God we serve? I mean, we have very little to complain about in this life. So just as that sunlight came through and it revealed the truth that Jesus is risen, it showed the fact and proclaimed of his resurrection but I want you to know something. The sunlight is just as pure as Jesus himself. Think about that for just a second. Now that sunlight has the ability to come in and it reveals the truth about things. But if that sunlight were to shine on dirt, you know what? That dirt doesn't get up in the sunlight. The sunlight reveals the truth of that, but it's not diminished by that. If we think about what do we use light for? Think about the people who use light on a crime scene to see if there's blood there. Think about the people that use light to see if there's bed bugs in a bed. Just because you use that light to see if there's those type things, that light is not infiltrated by those things. That light is pure and it shows the truth just as Jesus is pure and shows us our true state. Think about that. In 1 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 21, For he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Perfection yet taken upon our sin so that we may be seen of God filtered through the light of Jesus. Incredible to think about what God has done for us. Jesus, who knew no sin, yet he took upon himself the iniquity of us all that we might be saved and be seen in righteousness. Everything else. Think about it. Think about what Jesus has done. But just as sunlight is certain, so is God. Just as sunlight is certain, so is God. You see, the sun's fixed, and it never goes away. And we think about the fact that the sun rises in the east and it sets in the west, but the reality is the sun never moves. It's the earth that rotates every 24 hours and it turns towards the east. 
So that's why we see the sun in the way it is. If we consider the sun and just the power of the sun, it's a reminder that no matter how dark days can get, the sunlight's coming. The sunrise is going to come. Even the moon itself, as beautiful as it was last night, and if you look up and you saw that, do you realize the moon itself is just a reflection of the sun's light? It's amazing to think about that. At any moment, if we just consider the power of the sun, it emits around 3.86 times 1,000 to the 26 watts of energy. What's that mean? That means if I take any number and I add 24 zeros to the end of that number, I can get a glimpse at how much energy the sun emits. If I think about sunlight and I think about every day the ability that it has to reach the earth, do you know just its solar power alone dwarfs any other energy source that there is? The sun in and of itself has a total of 173,000 terawatts or trillions of watts. So that means that more than 10,000 times of the world's total energy use can be provided just by the sun. Think about that, the power of the sun. But if I make a comparison there, think about the power of God. Think about what the Lord can do. Think about the fact that the Lord never moves. It's us who either rotate ourselves towards the Lord or away from the Lord. But he's constant and he's always there. Think about the power that the Lord has to help meet any situation that we face. The power to help us to overcome anything that might be in our presence. But think about the promise that we have just in who Jesus Christ is. It takes us all the way back to Lamentations. It's one of my favorite verses, but if we look in Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22, it says this, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. You see, this morning as we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ, and we consider the reality that the sun's going to come up every single day and give us the hope and the promise of a new day, so is the faithfulness of the Lord. The Lord's mercies, it's by them that we are not consumed, because his compassion fails not. Does the Lord care about you? You bet he does. You bet he does. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. It goes on to say, the Lord is my portion, saith my soul. Therefore will I hope in him. The Lord is good unto me that wait on him, to the soul that seeketh him. It is good that a man should both hope and quietly wait for the salvation of the Lord. God is faithful. And do you know what we have this morning? How can we have that hope? How can we have that reassurance? How can we know that God is there with us, for us, and through us? We can know it because he, after he died, sent his Holy Spirit to indwell us. You see, without the resurrection, the Holy Spirit would have never come. And as we see the Holy Spirit of God, John chapter 14 reminds us of this. 
Verse 16, he says, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but ye know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me, because I live, ye shall also live. And that day ye shall know that I and my Father, and ye in me, and I in you. If we think about the promises that we have in the Lord, because of his resurrection, we have the promise of the Holy Spirit living in us today. Now, as we close out this message this morning, I want to remind you of one thing. Just as certain as there's sunlight, just as certain as that sunlight brings and reveals truth, it shows the promise of God. It shows the power of God. It reflects on the resurrection of God. We're missing it all if we're not walking in the light of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can have all the sun around you, but until you're consumed and walking in the light of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's all for naught. One of my favorite things is on a hot, sunny day after work to go get in my car and you shut the door and you feel that heat just ah, coming through there. I just like to sit there just for a second and just get good and warm all the way to the bone. So if you think about that, some of you are shaking your head like, oh, you crazy. <laughs> no, that's the greatest thing ever just to feel that heat just soaking in on around you. Just, just, just taking you in, just absorbing you all the way around. But I want you to think about that. That's exactly what Jesus wants to do for you. He just wants to consume you and take you and just remind you of how faithful he is and just give you the promises that are there. In John chapter 8 and verse 12, it says this, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You know what our desire should be this morning? Our desire should be to walk with the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. You know what? If we were to just really step back and think about the state of our world today, there's a whole lot of darkness around us. There's a whole lot of things that could cause us to be discouraged. And as we consider that and we look in that darkness this morning, sometimes we could be overtaken by that. But let me remind you, there's one that can always overtake the darkness, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. As we come together this morning and we think about the fact that he was crucified on a cross and that he was buried, we also have the hope and the ability to put a smile on our face and say, but on the third day at the sunrise, everything changed. Just for you, remember this. No matter how dark life may seem, no matter what you're going through, no matter what situation you face, guess what? The Lord's going to be faithful and he's going to give you the promise of a sunrise. And in that, he's going to give you that promise of hope, that promise of revealing the truth, that promise as a reminder that his son was raised from the dead and in that you have the Holy Spirit of God resting in you 
I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. My prayer for you this morning is that you're walking in the light of Jesus. And if you're not, today's the day of salvation. Today's the day to just feel that tug on your heart and say, you know what, Lord? It's not by coincidence. It's not by mistake that I'm at Grocers Creek Baptist Church at 7 o'clock in the morning on Easter Sunday. I'm here this morning by divine appointment, and I feel you drawing me to yourself. And, Lord, I want to surrender myself to you, and I want to trust in the power of your word. See, there's nothing we can do or say or there's no spiritual act you can go through to get saved. The only thing that can save you is the power of God's word and just the truth of his word. So if that's you this morning and you feel like you need to be saved, you feel the Lord tugging on you to get you saved, don't get out of here without us taking the Bible and showing you how simple it is to be saved. And Christian, if you're here this morning, we have a great, great thing to celebrate today. And that's the fact that we serve a risen Savior. As we close this morning, I just want to reflect on those things. Lisa, if you want to come to the piano, we'll just play just a couple of chords of a chorus or a hymn. If you'll stand with me this morning, we'll just be reverent before the Lord today. <clears throat> Just right where you're at this morning, the first question I want you to ask yourself is, do I know the Lord Jesus Christ as my personal Lord and Savior? Can I truly say I've stepped out of darkness into the light of the Lord Jesus Christ? Am I walking with the Lord today? If there be one here that can't with certainty say, I know for certain I'm saved, Lord, I pray right now you'd give them the strength to step out from where they're at and just come forward and let us take a Bible and show them how they can be saved today. And Lord, for those of us who are Christians and we celebrate the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ today, may we be ever mindful of the sacrifice that you were willing to make just for us. And Lord, in light of that, maybe we be willing to give ourselves to you, Lord. To give ourselves to others and show them the power of the Lord Jesus Christ. To share the gospel, all wrapped up in the gospel is that Jesus came, he died, he was buried, and yet he rose again. And as he died, he died just for me and he desires to die for you.
right. Well, amen. Well, thank you all for being here this morning for our sunrise service. It's great to see a good crowd out this morning. The Lord has blessed us with a beautiful day. So now just take the opportunity just to fellowship together just for a little while and make your way over to the fellowship hall where we'll be having breakfast. And we encourage all of you to stay. No one had to bring anything. 